Hey everyone and welcome back to the latest episode of the Kate Hamilton Health Podcast. So before we get into today's episode, I just want to say there are still spaces left for my next intake of the Nourish, Move and Shine program, which is starting on Monday the 6th of February. If you are interested, go check out my website, check out my socials. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Kate Hamilton Health, or you can check out my website www.katehamiltonhealth.com. Dot com, And you will find loads of info on the program. It is specifically designed for the busy lady and it is a structured eight week program where we build on step by step habits to help you reach your goals. So if you want to know more about that, like I say, just check out my website, check out my socials. You can sign up through um, any of those or if you want to just talk to me about it, you can DM me on any of those or email me. Um, my email address is katehamiltonhealth at gmail.com. So into today's episode. Um, today's episode is episode 26 and I am joined with Sarah Catterson. So Sarah Catterson is an online coach and personal trainer. She um, has a really successful online coaching business where she coaches over 300 women per challenge. So she does a, an eight week challenge and she has over 300 ladies per challenge. So she has lots of insights, lots of experience. She's worked with lots of different ladies and has loads of value to share with you gals. So we talk about everything from following your passion um, to online coaching and what it's really like. We talk about the gym and how to how to kind of build habits to stay consistent um, how to be organized, how to get rid of that all or nothing approach. We talk about goals. It's just a fantastic conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. So I will just get straight to the episode. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Kate Hamilton Health Podcast. And thank you so much for coming to chat to me today. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Uh, me too. So anyway, to begin, um, do you want to just, I know um, a lot of listeners will probably be following you already and will know, but anyone who doesn't, do you want to give a little bit of your background about you, your journey to where you're at now and what you're doing now? Yes. So whenever I start this, I I feel like I'm kind of saying what all coaches say, but that we're just, we're just going to go with it. But I started off, um, in school didn't know what I wanted to do myself and I did what everyone does they go to I can't remember what that person is they go and they get like their it's basically like getting a psychic reading almost of the jobs that you're going to do in the future and they tell you what you're good at and they tell you what you're shit at and I basically just went with what they they said I'd be good at and I put a few things on my what's that thing called again CEO CAO CAO that just shows how far I went with that. Anyway, and threw some stuff down. And I had someone in my family that was working in event management. So I said, perfect, it's going to run in the family. And put that put that second. And I put veterinary nursing first because I always wanted to be a vet because I think most girls do when they're younger. And didn't get the vet. So I got event management. So I started in event management after school. And I think there was a lot of social pressure in terms of like friends were nurses, friends were going into accounting and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no passion at the time. And I was hearing this constant, oh, you should have a passion, go with what you love doing. And I think that's very difficult if you actually haven't even found yourself yet in school and you're coming from a stage of reading 
Hamlet. Yes, you're meant to know your passion. So I just went with what everyone was doing and wanted to get a degree because that's in my eyes what I was kind of taught that I should go and do. There was not a huge amount of pressure from my parents or anything, but my brothers went and got degrees and I kind of, I'm a very competitive person. So I kind (laughs) of wanted to just override them. Anyway, I went and I absolutely hated it. And that's when I started to realize that I am too stubborn of a person to go ahead in life and not enjoy what I do. Um, So I did three months in event management and dropped out. At the time, fitness was definitely not in my eyeline at all. I was, I would classify myself as quite unhealthy, unfit, didn't train, takeaways every weekend. I was very self-conscious in my body. I think the pressure as well of college and not doing well, I was overeating and very, very in a bad, very headspace. So I went then into a year of animal healthcare and I actually completed that. So I do have that on the LC CV. You never know when I'll need it. And I, yeah, I went up, I moved away when I, when I say moved away, I moved like three hours away from my house, but that was big for me at the time. And I started veterinary nursing. And when I was in veterinary nursing, my granddad passed away and I, that really affected me at the time. I was quite young. And the only thing that I knew to do at the time, because I had no friends or family around me, because I was up in a college up in the country and I had no one really around me. Um, I was, because I had dropped out of college before and I had done another course, I was about three years ahead of everyone in my course. And I just didn't want to go out drinking um, and no disrespect, but like a lot of people will start college because of the nightlife, because of the social life. If that's what you want to do, go for it. I'm all for social life. But at the time, the last thing I wanted to do was go out every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and get absolutely shit faced. Um, So I put myself into the gym and I started going to the gym in college and I just started to fall in love with it. And that massively helped me with my mindset, my mental health. And then I dropped out of veterinary nursing because I then fell in love with training and how it was actually making me feel. So that's how it kind of got myself into fitness was when I say a lot of coaches will say, but they will, it kind of started from me being unhealthy, having a poor mindset and as cliche as it sounds, falling in love with helping myself. And then I started using friends as families as guinea pigs, did my PT course, started training in a gym. I worked in a semi-private personal training gym and then started taking on my own clients. Lockdown hit. And it was 24 hours of you need to do something or you will not be able to afford your shopping next week. Um, so I quickly went online, moved everything online. Very gratefully, my job was able to do that. And here we are um, two, two years later. Is it two years later since lockdown? And yeah. Three years so. later since the first one. But this March will be three years, actually. My God. Yeah. So three years now I've been doing eight week online courses for ladies. So I'm actually on the 18th challenge. So yeah, that would be three years. Um, So there are eight weeks and one-to-one coaching along with running fitness retreats and a podcast myself. So that is, that was a very, very short story. Oh my God. How long was that that I just spoke shit about myself? <laughs> That's only been five minutes. I think that was, that was a really, really acceptable amount of time. And um, <laughs> such a whirlwind. Like when you moved online, did you start just taking your one-to-one clients and working with them one-to-one online? Was it? 
Yes. Uh, or did go straight into, you didn't go straight into the challenges, no? No, I remember I actually looked at my archive on Instagram and I was doing one-to-one. I was actually doing one-to-one online and then I was doing one-to-one in the gym. At the time, the gym had was doing really well. I couldn't take any more people on in person. Um, and I said to myself, right, well, if I can't take any more people on in person, online coaching wasn't really a big thing three years ago. It was and it wasn't. It was, it was definitely new to me. So... I said, right, I'll try this. And I had, I think I only had about 15 people online, but one-to-one at the time with the gym was enough. It was perfect. And then when all the gym went, that was like a loss of 30, 40 people. Um, so I tried, I moved a lot of them online, but a lot of them knew each other. They, I had them all in a WhatsApp group. So that kind of got oh, me okay. thinking, okay, why don't, I move all of them online, but make something with a group. So I remember just putting it on Instagram and I, I genuinely, at the time, I still don't have a big following, but at the time I only had a couple of thousand on Instagram and I said, now I'm just going to get the piss ripped out of me and people are just going to be like, who does your one think she is? But I saw someone else doing a challenge and I said, I'll just chance my arm. If I get one person, then I can help them. And I, I, I need to be kept going. I have to, if if anything, I probably run myself into the ground sometimes, but I have to be kept going. So to me, it was like, let's just dive into this. So I moved them into a small group and then just put it on Instagram. And I think my first challenge, um, there was, I think, 60 ladies, which at the time was just, I never even thought I'd get one or two. So I was so overwhelmed gratefully. And, um, it, and then it went from there. So it was, it was just, it was a panic mode of what to do now, but that panic worked out well. Yeah. And it's amazing that only three years ago, you're like, oh, God, everyone's going to make fun of me doing this online. And now, like the every coach in the country, wants, every coach in the world is, is striving for this, this online lifestyle now. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's times change so quickly. Like yeah. we might be talking about something completely different in three years time. And like I got mindset wise three years ago, just worried about what every Tom, Dick and Harry thought about me or what Jane down the road would think if I put something on Instagram. Now, even my mom sometimes is like, Sarah, you probably put a bit too much of your life on Instagram. Um, now I just, yeah, you just can't, you can't let other people's opinions stop you from doing what you want to do because then you never will achieve anything. I think that comes with age as well. You know, I think that we all go through those phases of, you know, when you're in your early 20s, your late teens, your early 20s, you do struggle with you know, you're looking for acceptance, you're finding where you're supposed to be, you're still finding who you are yourself and other people, the acceptance of other people, you, you, most people tend to rely on that a good bit and it does take to kind of get to your mid to late 20s, if not into your 30s, to really um, be okay with that. And, you know, you find your, your zone, you find your little world, you build it and that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. I do, I read something the other day and it was about letting strangers' opinions stop you from doing something you want to do, yet if you can ask yourself where you want to be in five years time and you're stopping a stranger's opinion from achieving that, is that stranger going to be in your life in five years time? And will they have enough of an impact to stop you from achieving what you want? So I have um, one of my one-to-ones, I was only chatting to the other day and she was struggling with confidence in the gym, but that was actually then impacting her lifts. So when she was lifting, mm. she was looking around her, which obviously then you can't brace your core and focus on your form and technique. So that was, that wasn't helping her actual lifts, but wasn't helping then what she wants to achieve, which is much muscle growth. And I said to her, 
those people because she was a little bit worried about if people were wondering is she lifting lifting correctly um, um do i look okay etc which is very common when you do start in the gym but i said to her is that person that you're worried about going to be in your life in three years time when you have the body or mindset that you want to achieve are are they going to be in your life and are they going to have as much of an impact to tell you something that you believe or that you value um, and she yeah. said, no, I, I've, I've only seen them once. And I said, but you'll probably never see them again. And if you do, they're actually looking at themselves and worrying about themselves. So often we can actually let complete strangers' opinions stop us. Or not even opinions. They're probably not even looking. But what we think they think of us stop us from achieving something. Yeah, and it's something that we really have to train our brains to do. Because I was reading somewhere about how our brains are automatically programmed to to seek out the negative because it's a protective thing it's a, like it's an what's the word instinctual kind of protective thing that we seek out the negative to prevent danger and but that happens then in like this everyday silly kind of people criticizing us and then the other thing that always sticks with me in relation to criticism you're going to get it everywhere but someone doing better than you is never going to cut you down. They're never going to criticize you. So it's always important to remember if you're doing something, if it's something in the gym, if it's something in your career, whatever it is, and someone has something bad to say about it, it it's really more about them and their own insecurities. Yeah. Which isn't just something that we say to make people feel better. It's actually true. Yeah, 100%. If, if my parents, my brothers or my partner don't if they come to me and say something i will take it 100 percent on board if anyone else obviously best friends they have best interest but anyone other than someone i genuinely care about if they tell me something negative i um it's just it's just gonna be rolled yeah. off the back You're like of the okay app. thanks yeah thanks for that <laughs> that took time to get there that took time to get there yeah, definitely. And even sometimes I find with parents, it's so funny, my dad was in my house doing a few jobs the other day and he said to me, he goes, Kate, I have some advice for you now for your social media stuff. And I said, okay, go for it. You need to stop cursing. People don't like it. You'll get much more, much more clients if you stopped cursing. He wouldn't like me anyway. <laughs> and I said, okay, thanks, dad. I know. Another time he told me it makes him cringe, but it's just, I'm like, it's fine. You're a different generation. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Stuff, silly stuff like that is fine but yeah exactly if there's some you know something that you're doing in your life and your family are like you know that, that yeah it's your family your close people your partner that you know it's most important definitely and um, take that as well actually sorry i'm gonna yeah. put in there take that with a pinch of salt as well because i i've always had so much um respect and help from my parents but i think th four five six six years ago, whenever I started PT, um, it wasn't a big thing. It wasn't a known thing. It wasn't accounting. It wasn't nursing. It wasn't, um, and it also wasn't done in my parents' time. So it was very new. They didn't really understand social media and it did scare them a little bit. Oh God, like is, they always want the best for you. So that might've worried them a little bit. Oh, is this gonna just go the way the other two courses have gone? Um, and there was definitely worry there. And if I had maybe listened to that worry at the time, I wouldn't be where I am today. I had to say, no, this will work and I will make it work. Because I've had girls as well say to me, my parents want me to go to college. They're pushing me to do this course, but I really don't want to do it. And I want to do something else. And I have told them in my DMs, do what you want to do. You have to put yourself first. Yes, they have your best interest. But if they're pushing you to do something or telling you to do something that you that you don't like, they 10 years time, you could then potentially fall off and 
you're you're only going to make yourself miserable. So yes, if those people have your best interest at heart, listen to them, but always go with what you want to do. And you have to, yeah, and it's learning to trust that, that feeling inside you that you know what's right. And even if it is going to be harder work, it doesn't feel like work if it's something that you feel really passionate about. And that kind of goes back to your point there about this and the CAO form and being so young and not knowing your passion. Like when I was 18 years old, I didn't know what I was. I was, I was passionate about going out drinking with my friends. That's yeah. like, I didn't have, you know, I wasn't into sports at the time. I didn't. And um, so when I filled out the CAO form, I was like, what will I do? Oh, I think I'll be a teacher. My mom was a teacher and she made it look easy. She had every weekend off, you know, every um, holidays off. I'm like, yeah, that looks grand. And, you know, I don't need to get dressed up yeah. either. So I did that, but I did it for 15 years, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's insane. And then it was only kind of when COVID hit and I was like, wow, like I'm exhausted. What do I, do do I actually want to do this? And it's, it it can take, and like, you know, I'm 36. So it took until my mid thirties to be like, no, actually I want to do something that I really feel passionate about. And it, I do have to work harder now than what I would have before, but it doesn't feel like work. So I think, And like my parents would be very concerned at what I'm doing now at the minute. Um, and obviously I have kids as well, so it's extra responsibility, but it's about, and it can be hard sometimes getting that balance. So anyone who's listening who has kids and they're trying to make changes in their lives and, you know, listening to inside you to what you really want to do, but then having that balance on and grip on reality of your financial responsibilities as well can be a hard one, but there's also no point in running yourself into the ground. Yeah. in something you hate because then you're not available for your kids either so yeah absolutely that's so funny that you said there you, you like you saw your mom do it and you're like that's easy I have weekends off like I get people they're like you work for yourself like why why aren't you coming out on Friday why aren't you go like why can't you take that weekend off for a holiday and I'm like because you work for yourself you can't yeah. take time off <laughs> it's, you, people see it from the outside and things can look amazing yeah. it's not like 5 p.m okay I'm checking out off I go <laughs> Work is work um, and everyone's different, but yes, it's, it can, you have, you have to go with your gut and you have to go what you enjoy. And listen, if you don't end up enjoying it, then you've tried it. You can at least say it didn't work rather than saying, oh, I wish I tried. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, um, it, there, there's like, you know, we, ha- we were only given one life and you don't have to just go on one track. You can you can take detours. You can always go back on the same track if you want. You can go on a different, just wait and see what way it takes you and um, just makes for a much happier life in general. About having one life there. I, again, was reading a book the other day and this has stuck with me so much. Now, it's so true. He was saying that telling someone um, live every day is your last is probably the worst bit of advice you can give someone because most likely if it was my last day now, I would probably curl up on the couch with a Domino's pizza and a donut and just cuddle my dog, not do anything. And he was saying I would be broke, obese and have diabetes, right? So probably not the best time to live with your last. But he was saying if you let the, you know the timers with the sand in it? Yeah. Um, so let's say you had a massive one of them in the corner of your room and all of the sand that was in the top of it is the days that you have left. So you, you actually can see your days going down through each day. Would you be doing exactly what you're doing today? And would you, so you're still going to be working hard. You're not just going to retire because you can see the last day, but you, you can actually see time in front of you 
disappearing? Would you be doing exactly what you're doing today? Would you be working towards exactly what you're working towards? Would you be putting in the effort for what you want to achieve? Would you be living life as much as you want to? Would you still care about the opinions of those that are worrying you if you could see time literally yeah. going in front of you? Because days go so quick, time goes so quick, and often a week, a month, or a year can go past, and we haven't actually thought, are we doing or working towards a life that we actually want to live? Or are we living for others? Are we living to, are we working to live? And it's when you can actually see it in front of you, can change your perspective on things. Yeah, 100%. That's a really, really good analogy. And in a way, people with kids will relate to this a lot as well, because your your kids are actually kind of like that timer because you're seeing yeah. them get older and older. Like my oldest is turning 13 next month. Like um, I was like, I look at him and I like I found an old picture of him, like an, of me and him going on this day trip. And it literally feels like last year. Yeah. And it is scary how quickly that time goes by. I'd say even just like you're saying, like how quickly um, the time has gone from when you started the challenges to now, like you're like, oh my God, three years. Like it goes past so fast. And if you're in a position in your life, you know, with your health, your fitness, whatever it is, your career, whatever, if you're unhappy, it's not going to be easy to make changes, but it's so worth it because long term, you, you need to do some uncomfortable things to be able to live the life that you want to live. And um, it's not just going to happen. You do need to change something in order to change, but it's totally doable and it's totally worth it. Oh, I took a massive pay cut when I went on to online coaching and online coaching looks extremely glam glamorous. There's many people that are very successful, YouTubers and um, Instagrammers, etc. And you can see that life and think, I want to do that. That looks easy. I just have to post one thing a day and I I'll make it. Um, for me, it wasn't to do that. The online side of social media was just to show that was that it's almost like a billboard or putting a flyer up for your for your business that's what I use Instagram for is to show show what I do daily myself but show my clients and where am I going with this I had a very good point there oh yeah no making changes long term long term goals you have to change yes. something for things to change Yes, sorry. I'm like, oh, what were we? <laughs> I do it on my own podcast and I just keep chatting along. But it can look very, very easy. Um, and yes, the pay cut. Sorry, pay cut. So I, I took a massive pay cut. And at the time it was like, I, I can't take a pay cut. Like I've rent to pay, I have my shopping. And I like at the time I was living at home, but I had to give my parents rent. And I, I, I'm, I've never wanted to ask people for money. I've never being that kind of person. So for me, it was like, I need to find another job or do X, Y, Z. And I didn't want to take that pay cut, but I knew taking that pay cut from in-person to online would benefit me in the future because it would give me that time to work on online. Sometimes you do have to take a little bit of a cut to build what you want, because we can't often just have this idea of, okay, I want to do that, but now I'm not taking a pay cut. So I, I can't do that. Now in saying that, I didn't have kids. So those listening that have kids, it's not that easy at all. I completely understand that. But what I'm saying is it may mean getting an extra evening job or it may mean doing something extra for a period of time, for a short period of time so that you can grow then and achieve what you want. And it, it will it will take time, but it will be worth it. 
Yeah. Like it's all well and good having goals, but you need to have the habits in place to reach the goals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about the gym. So for anyone that follows you, we can see how dedicated you are. You know, you're in the gym most days of the week and it really comes across how much you love it. So I was just wondering if you'd share with us exactly what the gym and fitness in general does for you in your life. What it does for me, I suppose there's different aspects of what it does for me. So physically, I even not even being a coach, I have a physique goal. And I think that is something that in the last two years, there's a lot on social media of um, body positivity. And and I think when that body positivity came out, a lot of having a goal and wanting to look good was lost. And those who did want to look good felt they couldn't say that anymore because this body positivity was so strong on social media. And I'm a very body body positivity person. I work with, there's 375 women in the challenge. I've won to once and I'm talking all the time on social media about being confident and loving the body that you're in because if you don't do that, you can't change. But with that, if you, with the body positivity, those who were shouting it, those who did want to work on a physique goal, I felt that they couldn't, they couldn't really say they wanted to. And a lot of them felt, Jesus, I better stop looking after what I look like because I need to fit in. Um, and for me, I have absolutely zero problem of saying I do have a physique goal. That's not because, oh, I'm a coach and I have to fit in. You can be a coach and have extremely good knowledge and not be absolutely shredded, which I'm not, to coach and be an extremely good coach. So you don't have to look good. But for me, I like to train to look good as well. Mm. Um, and look good, I mean, have muscle mass. Um, and I suppose not go back to the girl I was eight years ago. Eight years ago? Um, yeah, eight years ago. So I would have been a good bit heavier. I lost about 14 kg. And for me, the gym isn't just about how I look, but how I feel when I look at certain stages. So for me, when I was 14 kg heavier, I I felt shit. I really did. Everything was like, even if I went for a walk uphill, it would just... It, it just wasn't as appealing. Um, I could never go for a run. I found things so much more difficult. I wasn't con- or I wasn't confident. I was self-conscious. And for me, looking good, feeling good comes down to me then having a little bit more confidence. Yeah. And that does not mean a certain body fat percentage. That does not mean having no body fat or low body fat at all. For me at the moment, I've gained a good bit of weight from where I was a couple of years ago. And I'm now at a way happier place and feel I look better with extra body fat with with more muscle mass. So don't get that. If anyone's listening, I'm not saying you have to be lean to look good and feel good. But for me, putting that into the gym and seeing results then gives me motivation to continue. Because a lot of people wait for the motivation and then they're still waiting. Therefore, they're not getting the motivation. Therefore, they don't take the action. Therefore, they don't see the results. You have to put the discipline in first to do the action, to see the results. And when you see results, that's when you get the motivation. And that's how the circle goes. But if you constantly wait for motivation, it's never going to just keep coming around. We're human. I have days. I woke up this morning and I did not want to go to the gym this morning. I really, really didn't. Um, and sometimes sometimes I will listen to my body and take an extra rest day. But 
this morning was a case of I just couldn't be arsed. So I, my, my partner goes at that time as well. And seeing him get up and go makes me get up and go. But also I know if I don't go, I'm not going to feel my best today. And I went, got it done and I felt absolutely amazing. So that's how it makes me feel physically, but mentally I can find if I don't train, if I don't have consistency with my training, if I don't focus on getting out for fresh air, if I don't get exercise in, that is my place where I know I'm, I'm almost like feeding my body with, I'm creating a better mental health space. For some people that's going for a walk, for some people that's playing with their kids, for some people that's reading. For me, it is the gym. Some days I don't want to go, but sometimes when I can lift heavier, when I can put some anxiety and stress and anger into my sessions, I feel a lot lighter coming out. For some people that's therapy. Everyone's going to be different. But for me, it's just, it helps me massively mentally and, and physically as well. And that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you, do you ever feel, not feel like training? And oh God, um, yeah. so you've answered that. And 100%. just in general, your tools for staying consistent. But I think you've kind of answered that as well. So would you focus it very much on how you know you're going to feel? So it's kind of like, I don't feel like going, but I'm, it, it, I'm scheduling in, it in. It's just part of my day. I'll do it and I know it's going to make me feel good. Yeah, so for me, I always say to my clients, and I'll always say this on social media as well, so I act like it's an appointment. So I have respect for, and I always say this, but I I almost want to put like a pointer for the rest of the podcast that everyone's going to be completely different. I do not want a mom listening to this with three kids, really struggling to even get three workouts in or two workouts in, being like, this one thinks that everyone should be doing five workouts and 20,000 steps. And I'm here really struggling with three kids and I don't have any help. Absolutely not. This is going to be dependent on everyone. So if you can only get in some steps, if you have to walk around your house, if you find that doing a 20 minute workout in your front room, whatever you find is going to help you for exercise. I'm not saying that, oh, if you don't get five sessions in, you're not consistent. Absolutely not. But for me, I... I do it as appointments. So I find that I need to have respect for myself, just like I would someone else. So if I booked in my nails for Tuesday at 8 a.m. in the morning, if it came Monday evening or if it came Saturday or sorry, if it came Tuesday and it's seven o'clock in the morning, and my alarm goes off and I'm like, oh, don't want to get out of bed. But I have my nails now in an hour. Nah, I'll just I'll just roll over. You wouldn't because it's so rude on the person that you've made an appointment with. It's their time. It's their energy. So if you just don't show up, okay, you're, they're not getting paid and they're missing out on a client. But I try relate that to myself. So if I roll over, I'm now having no respect for my goals. I'm not showing up for myself. And I try relate that to an appointment. I wouldn't just not show up for my hair. I wouldn't just not show up to a business appointment. I wouldn't just not show up to one of my clients' check-ins because I have respect for them. So I like to have respect for myself in the sense that if I don't keep the consistency in, I'm not going to feel my best. And if I don't keep the consistency in, even with my food and just going out to get some fresh air, my mental health won't feel its best. Therefore, my clients won't get the best version of me. My family and friends won't get the best version of me. So I do, I don't know if it works for other people, but I like to use others to make me push myself a little bit harder. Yeah, and I think everyone needs to find their own thing that will 
like it it does come down to your value system doesn't it like what is it what is your deep rooted why and i think that's something like that's something with my clients i get them to explore in depth throughout the program is why why do you want to do this program why do you want to make these changes yeah. so that is because we are never going to feel motivated all the time so like that when you want to roll over even if you have made your appointment with yourself you'd be like you know what i won't mind um but that you have that, that really important why and you have some deep rooted ones there which which helps you get going and i think that the scheduling is even more important for people with kids because there's less time for you because you have to put them like well a lot of especially irish moms we say we have to put them first but then sometimes it's like, do we have to always put them first or can we actually just put ourselves first? They're getting looked after. Go and keep your appointment with yourself. So like, that's what I would do. I'd sit down, I sit down actually on a Friday. So when I finish up with you, I'd be sitting down. I will plan out my week for the between now and next Friday. What, what days am I working? What activities do the kids have? What do I, you know, so then, then I see what time is left in my week. Where will I train? I schedule it in and then I stick to it. And I, you know, schedule the meals and everything gets scheduled. And I know people will be like, oh, God, I'm so disorganized. I couldn't do that. But it doesn't have to be so. You can, you can schedule a couple of days, even just one day at a time. But it does need to be scheduled or like it's just chaos. That's what, yeah, that's what I say to clients. Schedule it and listen, if it changes, at least you have tried to put a plan in place. If you just roll day to day, especially when I'm talking to ladies about tracking calories, if they just roll day to day and they're not really tracking and they're tracking here and there, consistency is what need, what brings results. And if you want to get results and build consistency, you have to build habits and habits takes time to build. No one wants to sit down and write down their week. No one, no one really wants to face the fact that next week is coming and you need to do it all over again. Yeah. But we do. We do have to face that. And it's only going to prolong everything for you if you don't organize it. For me, I don't have kids, but I still do have to sit down and schedule it because I have other I have other things that I need to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Respect- it's, not, it's not all about kids. You know, people have busy careers and, you know, yeah. busy is busy and it does, things need to be scheduled. Yeah. But even for moms, I think it's even more important because you're looking after yourself and I hear it all the time that I, I actually can't, I can't do anything for myself this week. And I, I don't make ladies feel like, oh, of course you can. But I will say, can we schedule evening in five minutes just for a breather when they go to bed or anything for yourself? Because you can't pour from an empty cup and you may constantly be chasing your tail to make everyone else in your life happy. But you're only going to be burning yourself out. And when it comes to what we were saying about building um, consistency with the gym, I do think Anna's kind of down as it sounds. You need to find your why by finding by actually experiencing the pain of what you don't want to go through anymore. So for me, it was, I was going through that stage of feeling self-conscious, uncomfortable. I like just didn't really want to go out on nights out with my friends. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I felt and I felt unfit, etc. So for me, I've experienced how that made me feel, how genuinely, um, sad and down of a person I became and how poor it was for my mental health that that was painful at the time that my why is I don't want to experience that pain again for some people it may be that they are going through health issues and 
having to go to the doctor and be told, okay, well, if you don't focus on your health, just going out and getting some more movement in and changing your diet, you will have to go on medication. That may be painful for them because they might see their friends and family with great health running around. That might be painful for them at the start. Making changes and habits, they have experienced that pain that they, they want to remove and they don't want to go back to. For other people, it might be that they are just not achieving results. They're not, they're, they're unhappy in themselves. And a lot of the time, if something is going right, if something is going really well, if we're really happy with where we are, we're not really going to change it. So you are going to experience some form of pain to want to change. There might be pain in your job in terms of not enjoying it, feeling like the days are rolling into one another. Um, you might not be getting the pay that you deserve for the work that you're doing, whatever that is and you want to change it, you need to always kind of revert back to why you're doing it and what you're changing it for. Yeah, 100%. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And when we do make these changes, it's getting rid of that all or nothing thinking. If we are as busy and, you know, th things are hectic and we're trying to get more organized, it's like you say, you know, with the busy mum who maybe doesn't have much of a support system and genuinely has very little time for herself. You don't have to do everything. You don't need to be doing four workouts a week. You don't need to be hitting even, even 10,000 steps if you can't get out for a walk with, um, or your steps are so slow because you've got all your kids with you or whatever it is. But there's always yeah. something sitting down when they go to bed, planning what you're going to eat the next day, um, mm -hmm. aiming to focus on your sleep because that can be a huge thing because then everything will roll off that. Um, getting out for a five, five, 10 minute walk with your kids, maybe if, if, if you have a buggy or if they have bikes or whatever, even if it's not the walk that you would actually like in an ideal world, it's still a walk and um, that there's always something that can be done at just, you know, if you're like, I don't have time to cook, we're having fish fingers and chips. Okay. Put some frozen veg with it. You know, yeah. that's just small little things. Start where you are, do what you can and tiny little habits, tiny little improvements build up over time. Like no, no one is ever perfect. No coach is perfect. Your favorite social media influencer, whoever you look up to, they are not perfect. They have days where they don't tick off everything. They have days where their schedule changes. They have days where they can't get to the gym or they can't eat what they had planned or they have to grab something on the go. So striving for perfection, I do think is going to prolong your changes. For instance, this morning, I just got a new one-to-one -one lady set up and she's never trained before. She asked for four days and I told her, I actually don't recommend four days. So let's reduce it to three and maybe in three weeks time, we can bring in the fourth. I also don't recommend going straight away to 10,000 steps because she hasn't even been doing four or five. So I've said, let's just even try seven this week. And we're now just building small habits. We're learning how to track calories because if I had have said to her, let's get these four workouts done. I want 10,000 steps done a day. And I also want you to get eight hours sleep. I want you to have four liters of water. I want you to track every single day. The woman would crumble. It's, yeah. it's going literally from doing nothing to everything. I say to my ladies every single week, if you can be 1% better than last week, can you imagine over the months what that is going to achieve? But if you go from nothing to 100%, you will not be able to last. Yeah, I, I read, I think actually it was in the book, Atomic Habits. If you get 1% better every day, you will be 37% better in a year. Yeah. Like when you think about that, like that's pretty cool. Like at whatever your goal is, you're 37% yeah. closer to your goal by just 1%. Yeah. Day. Yeah. One little thing. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things though, that I can see where people are coming from because they see others do so well online. 
and it always comes back to I do think when we are look and it's it's a good thing as well when we're looking to achieve something even if it's in business work um dieting whatever it is you do you look up to someone else or someone else might be um a what's the word like you're looking up to someone you're like idol <laughs> idol is a bit strong yeah. Essentially, you're like, you're, you're saying, God, they've done so well. I want to try achieve what they've done. And it gives you some confidence that, okay, it can be done. If they can achieve it, I can achieve it. But um, I can probably find myself doing this at times. I'm not putting up my shit workouts. I'm not putting up the days that I don't really want to go to the gym. I'm not putting up the days where I just snack all day long because I haven't had time to grab anything because I'm working all day long. And you can see others doing so well, quote unquote, that you think you have to do exactly what they're doing. But as I said, no one's perfect. So there's always going to be those things that have had to change around it for them to mold into the person that they are. We're always going to make mistakes. And I say mistakes very lightly because I think you should make mistakes to be able to achieve something. Mistakes are, I think, a good thing. They're to learn from. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. I think to fail is probably one of the best things that you can do because you grow from there or to find yeah. something difficult and then find your way means that you're you're going to know do you know what fair fucking play to me that was so hard I was able to find my way and now I'm able to achieve it and, and sustain it and I do think having someone whether it's um maybe a business mentor whether it's a coach whether it's a weight loss coach whether it's a trainer to help you at the start of your journey if you are struggling because if you were struggling with your health in terms of um, energy or whatever, you might go get your bloods done. If you are struggling with an injury, you might go to a physio. If you're struggling with whatever it may be, there is help for everyone out there. Mental health therapy, along with a lot of people struggle with that all or nothing mindset and they're in and out of diets. And they might have spent five to 10 years of dieting, but a coach can then come in and hopefully within 12, 16, 20 weeks, start help building habits so that you can start implementing something as a lifestyle change and that all or nothing approach can can stop. Because if you continue the all or nothing approach, it, on, it only goes so long that you actually just can't handle the mental feeling of failure constantly, yeah. that you're too scared to start again. And just to have someone there to guide you, until you realize and like I would have been one of these people probably for yeah the solid 10 years you know different diets extremes and like everything would have had to be perfect would have lasted no more than three weeks and it took me a long time to discover that progress progress is never linear we're never just up 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 like it's ups and downs ups and downs but as long as you keep picking yourself back up you're gradually getting that little bit closer and it like it's okay so you know even just say you're, you're that someone's doing your challenge and they have a really shit week, even two weeks or whatever. As long as they pick themselves up and they're like, okay, well, this happened. Why did this happen? What can I do? And just pick themselves up unless they just abandon it altogether and say, oh, Sarah's challenge doesn't work. You know, I, I'm shit. I, it doesn't work for me. Then they're back to square one. If, and if that is even, why... Oh, sorry. Go on. I just think it's really important as well, even if you're not in a challenge or don't have a coach, um, to even just have a diary or something that you're keeping a note of your wins. Because if you are constantly reiterating what's not going right, what you're not achieving, what you're not doing, 
it just tears you down. Yeah. You will start to crumble because you're only thinking of what you're not achieving. So if that lady there this morning, I told her do four workouts, 10,000 steps, and she only got three done or she only got two done and she only got 7,000 steps. All she can think about is I didn't get all my workouts done. I didn't get all my steps done. But because I've reduced what we're going to start off with, if she exceeds that, brilliant. But I haven't, I haven't, made it sound like an absolute mountain to climb because we can start building it up over the weeks. If I had said that all or nothing approach, then it starts to feel like that failure. Yeah. And you always make your clients give you some wins every single week, don't Sorry, you? Yeah. See, I ramble. I'm awful at rambling. I do things. But and then when I'm listening to it, then my mind goes elsewhere and I'm like frantically yeah. making notes. So I'll go back to things. <laughs> I do this, all the time. this is what my mind is like. It just constantly rolls. Yeah, no, I'm and the same. that's why I go everywhere with my diary or my notes in my phone, because I could think of something and I know within four seconds, it's going to be gone again. I have a so WhatsApp I... group with myself. So I made a WhatsApp group. I put my husband, Dave, in it, and then I kicked him out. So it's just me in it. So I send myself voice notes or like text messages. Like it's, it's life changing. God, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, it's amazing because you know, like, you, that's that, what you're going to be quickest with WhatsApp. Like, you know, and so I, I could be walking, like I've walked the kids to school and I'll be walking home and something will come into my yeah. head. So I'll just like get my WhatsApp group out with myself and send myself a voice note. Oh my God, you can fully just send yourself amazing voice notes. Like, girl, you are yeah. doing so well in life. Yeah, you can do it for everything. Yeah, little, you know, boost yourself up notes, but also just don't forget to get bread and milk. Yeah, <laughs> anything. It can be used for anything. I'm telling you, it's life changing. But sorry, yeah, just about the wins. So that's yeah. the other thing. I, I will always ask people for their wins. And I think if you don't, yes, that's what I was saying. If you're constantly getting yourself down with the negatives, you need to write down at least three things that you are achieving that week or even one thing. So it might be, and I think achievements, people literally think you need a gold medal for it. I mean, you could have got an extra 40 steps that day. You could have decided, you know what, I'm going to get a massive takeaway on Saturday. And then you stop yourself and say, is that going to align with my goals? Will I make a, a fake way and it'll make me feel better, but I'll probably be able to have loads more food. Yeah. You do that. That's a massive win. Yeah. But someone else's win might have been climbing Mount Everest. If I compare myself to Mo Farah, I am just, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because I'm a failure. You need to compare yourself to the person you were last week and the wins that you're achieving. So I would always make clients reiterate their wins, reiterate their wins. And when they put in, I've had it so many times, they say, don't have any this week. I'll reply and say, did, did you wake up? Did you walk? There's always you... something to be thankful for. Always always something to be thankful for and mm. i had one one person said um in the q a the other week that she is just she always looks at her body and looks at her legs and she just hates her legs and i completely stopped it and i said yes of course we can want to change we can want to grow muscle we can want to change our body composition there's nothing wrong with that i have physique goals as well i've spoken about that before but when we constantly use the word hate it's very hard to change what we want to change and when we start to appreciate what we do have, we then use it to our advantage. Our advantage then turns to consistency and our consistency then turns to the results that we want to achieve. Yeah. But I said, unfortunately, it does have, sometimes we have to kind of stop ourselves and say, there's so many people that woke up this morning that can't go for a walk. There's so many people that woke up this morning and they only have a small, God, We've talked about death a few times in this podcast, but there's only a, a small amount of time that they have life to live. And that, as, as morbid as that sounds, 
that does make me want to achieve a lot more and just be so grateful for it being able to move my body be and not just constantly thinking I have to move to lose weight I have to move to see muscle I have to move to do this no I'm moving today because how unbelievable is it that I get to you get to and not you have to you get not to that I have to yeah. yeah so it's changing that narrative instead of saying I have to go to the gym no, you get to go to the gym or I have to go for a walk now or I have to bring the dog for a walk. You, you get to, you actually get to move your body. You get to breathe air into your lungs. You get to do something that so many people can't do today. And fuck, this makes me want to go for a walk now. After yes, this I know. It's really, I don't know if you see the sun is beating in here through my kitchen window. I'm like, going for a walk after this. And it's funny, I'm having a day where I am a bit, I have so much work to catch up on. I wasn't well during the week. And I, I'm catching up on myself all week. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just, now I'm in work mode. I'll just get the work done. Maybe I won't go to the gym later. I'm like, no, I will. But I might wait till it gets dark and I might enjoy the sunshine first. But back to the point about, like, isn't it really, really important to have goals for the right reason? So if you're training because you hate your body, yeah. when you reach those aesthetic goals, you're not going to feel any better inside because yeah. you're doing it for the wrong reason. So you really need to learn to love and accept yourself like that celebrate that you can do this you know and i would have struggled with a lot of body image issues i've had three kids you know my boobs are right down at my waist um you know that there's my like my abs are never going to be the same but that's okay and you know sometimes it can be very easy to compare yourself to other people online or in the gym um but you need to stop and i'm like well actually my body has produced three healthy children um I'm healthy. I have loads of energy. I've discovered this journey. I'm really grateful that now I'm getting to do this as my job. And yeah, I get to. I, it's it's the I get to narrative that is everything. And that I don't need, like I have no desire to be a bodybuilder or, you know, a bikini model. So why yeah. would I think that I, I'm not prepared to live that kind of lifestyle? So why would I think that I'll ever look like that? But it's okay for me to be a size 10 and, you know, be healthy and be strong. And yeah. yeah, I just think that's important as well to just to note that when people are looking at these aesthetic goals of what the trade-offs are for it, because in order to keep a super lean body, it does involve proper life trade-offs, which I personally am not willing to swap. Yeah. So when I started my weight loss journey, I, I left all that kind of part out at the start because it was slightly irrelevant at the start. But when I started my fat loss journey, I started with the coach and I got so obsessed with it. I lost the 14 kg, but I didn't want to stop. I just, I didn't care about how I looked. I just wanted abs. I just wanted, this was before I became a coach. I just wanted to be the lowest physical weight that I could on the scales. And I, I, that's all I saw was scales going down. Um, and because I had been self-conscious, I was so, I was never confident. I didn't like what I wore. I covered myself up. I wore jumpers all the time that I always felt probably like the odd one out with a lot of people that looked incredible in my eyes and when I lost all the weight it was these compliments were coming in it was like shit you look unreal god you look so lean you look amazing and I was like I've never got these compliments before so I obviously have to keep losing weight to achieve these compliments or receive these compliments off people and I had no I had no values for myself health went out went the window in my own eyes because it was just what I wanted what I could see and I had no energy. I was like just a walking zombie. I stopped going to social events. Even on holidays, I would track my food. I like, 
it was just, it became a point that it wasn't fair on those around me and it wasn't fair on myself. And, but at the time you're masked by just doing it for wanting to just have this physical. And I've spoken about physical before, so I'm not saying I'm against it, but there's, there's differences. There's health as well. And I didn't care about health at the time because I thought, no, I'm going into online coaching. I'm going into fitness. I have to be shredded. That's the only way you can do it. Um, and it got to the stage that just energy had depleted massively. And I had to completely shift my mindset over the years. And now I look, look at my body so differently because I train because I, I get to, not because I have to. I now have extra body fat, which I know is so important to one, hold kids in the future, to two, um, have a menstrual cycle, three, be able or not get as much, well, when I say not get as much injuries, I broke my shoulder this year, but that has nothing to do with body fat. But I was constantly injured when I had low body fat. Um, I wasn't strong. Now I'm able to lift so much heavier. So I think that's why I do love the job that I have, because I have been a lot heavier and self-conscious, but I've lost all the weight. And I went to a stage of still being self-conscious, getting to that low weight, getting to that stage of low body fat. I got there and I was like, but I'm, I'm where I thought I wanted to be, but I'm still not happy. And you have to, that's why I, that's why I say to people, don't just do a program because someone else is doing it. Try find something you enjoy, find something that, you know, can you sustain this for five years? Can you sustain this for your life? Okay. Don't sustain a, a low deficit. You should be coming out of a deficit, but can you sustain these lifestyle changes that you're doing? Do you feel good? Are you happy in yourself? And there's a lot more than just what you look like. You have to also feel good, be healthy, enjoy life because it is short. Enjoy life with family and friends and that can be achieved. And it's it's done a massive, massive turn in my fitness journey to now I've gotten to a stage and it has taken me many years to get to a stage of enjoying all these things and now being able to help ladies as well to achieve results while still having a bloody good time in life. Yeah. And I think that's what makes a really good coach is having those struggles because then it makes you more relatable and that, okay, she's been through this, she gets it and you're able to guide people and you know what people would have said to you that didn't work at the time and what kind of inner work you needed to do with yourself. And I think it's important and it's something that coaches should communicate a bit more about their own journeys because it really is more helpful, I think, than a lot of people realize. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so important to not constantly focus on a number or focus on being the smallest individual that you can, because most likely you'll get there and you're still not happy. You need to be happy on the journey. You need to have your why set in place, but a why and knowing that you, you want to be happy, that you're not just working towards a body that you're going to feel horrendous in. You want to feel good. You want to feel fit, strong. strong. Exactly. And this is what I'm teaching my kids. And it's so funny. My, my smallest boy, um, I've mentioned this before, but um, he, how he compliments me, he'll go, oh, mommy, you're so strong. Like, and I love that. Like, you know, and that's it. My daughter, then I have two boys. I have an older boy and um, a younger boy and I have a little girl in the middle. And she's really into gymnastics. She like really thrives on being strong. Like it's so important. To her. And it's, it's, such I love that that message is getting across a lot more now because when I was in my teens and early 20s it was about being skinny it was being like you know Kate Moss kind of Nicole Richie Paris Hilton kind of skinny like you know it was uh, really really unhealthy and I think that's why a lot of women in their 30s plus still struggle with that 
image yeah. but i think your social media in particular um, I love how you promote being strong and you show these heavy lifts. And I know it's important people don't try and lift as heavy as you do. You know, that that's taken years to, to build, but that you're going in and it's like, it's not about look how skinny I am. It's like, look what I can lift. Oh yeah. Like when I, God, when I lost all the weight, I didn't have a glue to my name. <laughs> One of my friends, she's my best friend. So she was allowed to say to me, but she was like, Sarah, honestly, I didn't know if you were standing front or back sometimes. <laughs> Like I was an ironing board. You got to look at friends. Yeah. Always tells, always tells what you need to hear. But, um, now I'm just, I, I, I want to have glutes. I want to have big quads. I want to, but I also know that just lifting really, and I, I think everyone evolves as well. Everyone's, you're always going to change and evolve. And like, for me, I'm now going through a stage of, okay, lifting heavy. It's cool. I want to lift heavy. I want to be really strong, but I also want to get up in the morning and not be like, Oh God, there's a creak. Yeah. Oh, I feel a bit more bending down. I want to have mobility. I want to be bouncing around. I want to have energy. And that comes with eating that comes with fueling my body. But that also comes now with saying, okay, it's cool. I can lift heavy. I've, I've kind of shown myself I can, but now I want to have a little bit more power, have a little bit more endurance. And I started bringing in more cardio and running this year. And and it opens me up then to helping more ladies as well because I, I I don't like to just rabbit hole myself into one hole of just resistance training, just this, just that. Yeah. And um, now you'll never find me doing hit classes, but that's, that's a hole I'll <laughs> never go down. Spinning for Sarah? No. Oh God, I did so many spinning classes when I was younger, um, and they give. I think they give me PTSD. I think I had like. Now, that's not to say to... if someone enjoys a spinning class that they're not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the, and it's about finding the fitness that you enjoy 100%. That's it. Oh, yeah. But some people don't enjoy weightlifting and they love spin classes. Yeah. And I will say if you if you love it and that is help and that is helping you move and that that like that is your exercise. That's absolutely incredible. Mm. Um, but that's also me then showing that I, I'm not going to just do something because it's good cardio. I, I have gone through different stages of trying to find what I enjoy and I found it, but it took me a while. I went from F45, I went from uh, cardio classes and weightlifting was probably the one I didn't want to get into because that's, that's almost like a skill. That's what I said to the, the woman this morning. I said, this is going to take time for you to understand how to do an RDL, but we will get there and it won't just come overnight. Whereas going into a spinning class, it might be a little bit quicker to learn how to use the bike. So you might think, oh, I'll just do that. But you mightn't enjoy it. So don't let that stop you from, oh, I can't do any exercise because I don't enjoy it. You mightn't have explored them all yet. Some people do Mai Tai, some people do cross country. And whatever you enjoy, you will stick to and you will see results. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's about consistency. What what are you going to actually look forward to doing and and it's okay yeah. for that to change as well. Just explore, find things you enjoy, lean into it, see where it leads you. And yeah, don't set yourself in a particular, I suppose, niche, if that's the right word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, deadly. I think that is a really good place to finish up then. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank so for you so anyone, much for, for anyone who'd like to um, follow you or contact you, what, where's the best place to find you and... Um, anything you just want to share at the end so my instagram is sarah catterson coaching so you can find me there you can pop me a message 
I will respond there or you can pop me an email sarahcallisoncoaching at gmail.com or my website has all of the details about the challenges, the challenges that are upcoming and the next one, one one-to-one coaching, things that are available on there. So again, it's just Sarah Callison Coaching. Amazing. Sarah, thanks so much again. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Chat to you soon.